0: hello hi tub girl hello welcome to the bathtub oh
1: i have a huge regret for saying that phrase uh never mind hello <laughs> woman in the bathtub how Wait, are you i don't get it i don't
0: get it
1: oh it's uh it's really i don't want to share it's I'll gross it. i'll tell you off air
0: okay cool anyways
1: hi hi linda right as i sat down to record it started raining beautifully here oh. in baltimore and i'm all zenned out as hell i mean you're in the tub you win the zen out award but yeah i'm in close seconds sitting by this nice big beautiful window with rain falling
0: i can hear it
1: yeah isn't it great
0: oh it's so nice i don't think i've ever heard rain through your phone
1: I don't, well, first of all, I'm, on, I'm not on my phone. I'm on my computer recording this, as I am every week.
0: Well, uh, to me, you're holding an old-timey telephone with a rotary dial.
1: Yeah, you're like, uh, it's like the scene from that, uh, what's that movie with uh, Ben? Oh, not, yeah, Ben Stiller? Yeah, what's the movie with the supermodels? The male supermodels.
0: <laughs> Zoolander.
1: Yeah, so basically you like you think I'm living in the phone whenever you call me. You're like right, you're, you're inside right. the phone. Obviously you're on the phone. You're on my and you're phone.
0: In a tiny little room with a tiny rotary telephone, it goes bring, 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 bring.
1: Yeah, well, I think what you're getting here is that I don't usually sit here to record. We don't get rain that much in the city, and yeah. uh, my gutters also need to be cleaned. So that's wow. the sound of the gutters oh, overflowing. Boy. So
0: it's pretty good. Pretty good vibes here. <laughs> well, it sounds good. So hey, thanks. That's what I was going
1: for by not cleaning yeah, the gutters. You know, it's an
0: aesthetic choice.
1: Yeah, it's a decision I made.
0: Oh, wabi sabi.
1: Oh dear, Linda. Oh my goodness. How do you feel about wabi sabi? As uh, <laughs> 34 you're 34
0: 33 34 uh it's one of those things that white people have just bastardized um you know yeah yeah (laughs) it's like i think that if you look back into the history of it and like where it came from it's a really beautiful thing and uh like like i'm talking uh you know hundreds of years ago
1: well part of the problem as i understand it is that there is basically no english texts about wabi-sabi from primary sources from people that actually grew up in the culture that would would recognize and and appreciate it. The like the right. canonical texts in the western world about wabi-sabi are written by some white guy who's like, "Yeah, I traveled to Japan and thought this was chill and wrote two books about it."
0: Yep, exactly uh I don't know. i so it makes me roll my eyes hard like mm. if i'm at a ceramic studio and there's like a perfectly round bowl but every single one has like the mm. top of it is just like a like wobbly but that's but that's not that's not the right side that's not and it. then
1: that's ugh. that's some pinterest bullshit there that's not <laughs> that's not the
0: concept it's, okay what scary. kind of wabi song are you talking about
1: oh i mean just like the my interpretation of it is that it is basically the aesthetic appreciation of things as they age, objects as they age. And, yeah. and and like basically get worn in. And then expanded a little bit, it's like the it's a philosophy of making things so that instead of wearing out and breaking, they wear in, right? Like this is this is something that plastic is notoriously shitty at. Like plastic. The, the any plastic thing is the best it's ever gonna be on the day it was made. And then it just kind of gets shittier until someday it breaks. There's no, like, nice worn-in plastic. It's not really a thing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Anyway, it was very important to me when I was, uh, you know, 19 or 20 years old or whatever.
0: Oh. And
1: uh, I, I could still consider it a, like, foundational part of my growing up was my, like, attachment to this concept the whole time. Even when I was into it, I was like, this feels... I mean, it's not appropriation, but it feels like uh it feels like I am borrowing from something that does not belong to me and that I that, that like I shouldn't be allowed to appreciate it in the same way. But right. I also like, can't deny that I really do appreciate it. But I so. do
0: yeah. Whatever version of this I do is like by definition derivative in a way that's like a right sense. <laughs> yeah. But
1: the derivative thing can still have value to me. I think is where yeah. I think is where I've landed on it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. so, like, you know, it, it's just, it's still a little embarrassing, but also important to me. So what are you going to do?
0: Oh, hey, that's good. That's good. What are you do? Yeah, I'm talking purely about, like, for me, I think I had a slightly different definition of wabi-sabi in my head, and that was, like, when making a, a man-made object, uh, it's, like, almost, like, intentional uh, distress or, like, a sign that, like, a human being, uh was there like some so you're sort saying of like taking an old
1: dresser out back and beating it up with a big chain for a while no, to make it look distressed not that's, uh, faking
0: a patina but like but yeah like allowing the bowl to have a slightly wobbly edge uh and each one being like vaguely different but you're saying uh, doing it intentionally like,
1: like you you possess the skill as a ceramicist to make a perfect bowl but instead you're like nah fuck it up a little bit
0: yeah now i'm just bastardizing even my own version of it
1: have Uh, you have you read the uh the book wabi-sabi for artists and designers and the second one the second one was just called like wabi-sabi revisited wabi-sabi
0: for for dickheads in college
1: (laughs) (laughs) wabi-sabi for (laughs) dudes that uh want some sort of excuse for liking their expensive leather bullshit (laughs) um anyway I think they're I do think they're good books and worth the first one yeah. especially. The second one I actually can't. I know I've read it and it's sitting in my bookshelf, but I can't remember what information it contains, which means it must not be that good. Yeah. Otherwise I'd remember it surely.
0: I do have an intense affinity for uh Japanese stitching tech techniques, which I have not um myself learned because I've felt like maybe this is a thing I appreciate from far away. Or maybe it is a thing I could go and learn, and that's totally fine, and I'm overthinking it.
1: My my whole thing about all of this stuff is like, I think, I, I mean, let's say, I fully believe that cultural appropriation is a thing. It's like a toxic force that white people and other privileged people use to their benefit. But I also think that Frankly, the like cultural appropriation police are a little aggro with it sometimes and a little a little broad brush with how they apply it. My thing is that if you wanna learn about another culture and you wanna like learn a new skill that comes from a culture that you don't also yourself come from, like, I think that's beautiful. I think it gets problematic when you're like, and now I'm going to open my Etsy shop and sell my Japanese embroideries and my Japanese needlework, and I'm going to use this culture as a sort of marketing thing, and then also at the same time leverage my privilege as a white person with spare time and additional resources to, like, turn this into a profit center. That is where I think it gets messed up. And so, like, my, my take on almost everything that gets cultural appropriation labeled is like is the person doing it profiting from it or are they just trying to embrace and enjoy other cultures because i don't think there's actually anything wrong with that i think that's a beautiful thing about humanity
0: right unless you're a white lady and you go get cornrows i don't think that's okay
1: hmm that's an interesting case (laughs) i don't know first of all like there are definitely some white people that grow up in a culture where that is the thing that grow up among a bunch of black people and it's like yeah sure i mean that's it's the the hairstyle is not designed for your type of hair probably but if uh you know if you feel some <laughs> attachment to it i don't know like that's an identity thing i'm not gonna tell people to not step on that but yeah see he, he, this is a perfect example of the line like a individual like doing their hair some way i actually don't have any problem with that at all like if you especially if you're like paying somebody who, you know, comes from that tradition that knows how to do the hair properly to like do it. Like great. Like if if that's part of your identity, you want to explore. Like, I think that's great where it's not. Okay. Is where you're like a white musical artist and you make a music video where you have, you know, cornrows. And now it's like, okay, now you are trying Mm. to cash in on a, on some cultural capital and identify yourself with something that you are not part of. And this hairstyle is not just part of your identity. It's part of your brand, your marketing machine. And the reality is that, like, anytime anybody is criticizing cornrows, it's because Ariana Grande, whoever, you know, put cornrows on and uh, did it in a music video. Uh, I actually have no idea uh, what yeah. culture that woman is from. No, but- recently
0: I watched, a, like, a, an episode of Friends where Monica is on vacation and gets them. And it just, it hit in that way where you're like, ooh, this this hit differently in the 90s than it does today. This is, at least, Yeah in the mainstream
1: i think there's also if you're learning about or exploring some other sort of cultural artifact or tradition i think there is a like there are more right and more wrong ways to go about it you know like if you yeah. if you decided to get cornrows by going to your like white lady hairdresser and asking for cornrows like yeah you're not like what are you, what are you doing there like what's what's that all about you know <laughs> Or, you know, if if you, Linda, like, learned your, like, learned Japanese needlepoint or Japanese embroidery from, you know, some white lady on YouTube that asked you to like and subscribe the whole time. it it's like, yeah, I mean, what's, that's not really the thing. But if you wanted to, like, study the actual source material, like, I think it's beautiful and great. And you should learn something that you appreciate and want to learn.
0: Yeah, I think learning about things is always fine.
1: Yeah. Are you familiar with, like, the canonical or what, in my mind, is the canonical example of this?
0: uh what what's that
1: there is a uh a famous well it's not famous nothing is famous there is some internet copy pasta meme thing that is a picture of like uh i don't know probably like an eight or nine year old girl who looks white dressed up like a geisha for like a tea party and Mm -hmm. this picture has like multiple layers of people dunking on other people about like they're being wrong about it so the first layer is like somebody posting this picture and saying like this is not okay this is cultural appropriation you can't do this thing blah 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 and then the next person is like i'm i, th- I think linda here's a hot take i think we've talked about this literal exact photo on this show before
0: i <laughs> mean we probably have do you remember I, this at I, all I don't is, remember, this, is this
1: ringing any bells for you
0: Oh, i don't remember
1: details as i'm talking about it, i feel like we have talked about this literal exact photo on the show before well, keep
0: going maybe you'll come back
1: to me anyway so then the next level is like somebody else saying oh actually i think it's totally fine for kids to learn about other cultures and like this is just somebody in the privacy of their own home doing this thing and for all you know maybe this kid's parents are japanese or half japanese or whatever like you don't have any idea what you're talking about you're making much of assumptions as by making this comment and then the third layer is somebody's like, well, I'm Japanese and actually this is great and I like it. And it's like, then there's the fourth layer of just because you're Japanese and you like it doesn't mean you get to speak for all Japanese people, but whether not, their is being appropriated yeah. and used somewhere else. And it's just a very interesting like rabbit hole to go down of like all the different layers of people dunking on each other that are just yeah. trying to look smart and not actually trying to seek seek truth <laughs> and justice and, uh, and good or vibes the Or a common world. ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk
0: about aliens?
1: Oh, more than anything, Linda. Are you uh, are you on the alien tip?
0: I was on the alien tip a little bit because uh, I was hanging out with my brother in laws, and they had a few drinks one night, and we kind of got into that like conspiracy zone.
1: Well, it was a big um, summer for aliens, as I'm sure they filled you in on.
0: Oh yes, 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 and uh, they even pointed me to a podcast where I listened to some man who like supposedly worked in Area 51 talk about like the the spacecraft that he was reverse engineering that had this like anti gravity element. Uh, okay. Now. And
1: all stuff. Okay, huh? keep going. Keep going.
0: Uh, and it was just fascinating. I love. I love it. I love it. And then uh, what do you love I about? Our... I love uh, that. <sighs> this is a good question. I brought it up with Kelly yesterday. Um, me and my friend Kelly were on a road trip, and I I was now like, can I call her mutual friend Kelly?
1: Is that is that? Yeah, because
0: you met her. I met her, and now she is our friend. We're friends. Um, and so I brought it up and she was like, I, I have zero interest in this. She was just like, I'm not really, I don't know. Like, like some people just have this thing inside of them that like, we love thinking and talking about this stuff. And some people are like, I couldn't give a fuck if I tried. Um, That's true
1: about a couple of things. B, yeah, I agree. I've definitely, I like thinking about and talking about it. Uh, but people, some people definitely shut down when they're like, they're like, no, no, stop it. I don't like, what yeah. are you doing? This is nonsense. Just don't do this I to think- me.
0: I think that I have maybe from my years of being like brainwashed and brought up in a like hyper religious atmosphere, I have a lot of exercise and uh, practice in being around like, what could quickly become a cult or conspiracy or whatever, and just like hanging out on the edge of it without feeling like I'm going to get totally sucked in and I'm going to like, yeah. And so I feel like some people approach these things as if like, no, 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 no! I I need to stay like a mile away from the edge of that, in order to come off like a sane person, and like I just firmly believe that there's nothing out there, and if there is, like, uh, like I don't know, I just don't want to speculate about it. So I don't know. I like to go like right up to the edge and be like, huh, what you got poking around in there? Um, because it's just fascinating. It's it's super interesting and. It's not, uh, it, it's future stuff. It's like we're talking about things that are unknown, that are in the future of the human race, unless we blow ourselves up. Uh, we'll probably
1: blow ourselves up, let's be real.
0: I mean, yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's a nice escape. It's escapism for me, I think. See,
1: I really like talking about it in the abstract. Like, I think it's a very interesting thing to just ponder. I am less interested in, like, the. You know the internet rabbit holes where it's like, look at this photo taken over Mexico on June twenty eighth of nineteen ninety four, and this these, yeah. this pattern of lights doesn't look just right, or you know the thing you mentioned, where it's a podcast of some guy that claims to have been working on reverse engineering some anti graviton thing at Area fifty one, <laughs> like that stuff I believe is ninety nine percent not aliens and bullshit. Uh, like, like it, in some world where the guy that has a podcast, you know. That is just uh, spilling like state secrets about this reverse anti-gravity. Well, he was theme. a
0: guest on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but sure. yes, I, I I totally am with you.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like in that world, like you're telling me that this one guy of all the people that worked at Area 51 uh, leaked it and he's just has doesn't have enough information that like the news will give him the time of day, so he has to go to like do some, like podcast thing. I don't know, it just it doesn't add up when you like put it through the the like logic
0: this was the first time that I actually like sat and listened to one of these things. Cause I was, I was basically like, okay, brothers-in-law, uh, tell me which one thing to listen to and I'll listen to it. Cause I, I also don't, I don't go look at Reddit or like sift through forums or anything like that, but they're like, Oh, if you listen to one thing, listen to this one interview with this one guy. And um yeah. And then it's just like, uh suspend disbelief for a minute. Just pretend that this is a real story and listen to it as if it's real.
1: Well see that I can't do. I'm not good at and suspending disbelief.
0: Yeah, that's that's fun for me. You, that's, like, that's, cool. that's
1: one of your great skills. You have uh you have a very I I I really love your brain, Linda. It's it's very fun to get to bask in its in its glow and in its glory. And I think it's one of the great <laughs> things about your brain is that you can you can actually like like some people say they suspend disbelief and they're lying I think right like yeah. I when I say I can't suspend disbelief I mean like I just I literally can't do it my brain will not allow me to I think some people <laughs> pretend like they're suspending disbelief and they're like oh yeah I'll go along with it I think you are actually able to like just kind of like flip a switch in your brain and be like all right I'm in this now I'm I'm yeah. I'm in the water I'm like I'm I'm trying this one of the uh, one of my favorite podcasters has a a a term of phrase where he says that he doesn't like to like think about other perspectives. He likes to try other perspectives on like a coat, right? Like if he disagrees Mm -hmm. with somebody, he's like, I'm not, this is not my skin. This is not me, but I'm going to try this idea on. I'm going to like, you know, pretend I'm going to adopt it a little bit for a little while and see where it goes. If I follow it down these different paths. And I feel like that's what you do with these kind of things. You like, you put it on. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing this podcast right now.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And then you're like, well, why not? Yeah, like the government's like pretty fucked up. I wouldn't be surprised if they, in an archaeological dig, found an ancient spacecraft that can bend space, time, and gravity all around it at the same time. See, the government why not?
1: the government is bad. I will back that up 100. <laughs> percent But I also think they are largely incompetent. And in the era we live in of gazillion, like. In the era we live in of instantaneous communication, and, like, every single person has a high-quality camera and video camera in their pocket at all times, I don't think you would be able to keep this under wraps if there was, like, verifiable evidence, like some alien corpse in a hangar somewhere in Area 51. Right. But but I love thinking about this stuff, and I totally – I I mean – I think it's impossible that we are alone in the universe, a hundred percent impossible. And I think the most likely explanations for why we have not seen other alien life. Uh, I, are you familiar with any of these, like with the sort of battery of theories for why we haven't seen other alien life?
0: Well, there's mostly like the, um, what's his face? Uh, I met him. What's his name? Not Carl Sagan. Tyson. Um, yes, that guy, uh, uh. Who I know has been, like, kind (laughs) of canceled.
1: See, in addition to his, like, canceling, I just find the man so insufferable.
0: Yeah, he's very arrogant. He's so... Uh, He's just, like, the same
1: thing. He's... He's like, he's like turns out culture, literally personified. If you took turns out culture and gave it legs and a bad bow tie, it would be Neil deGrasse Tyson.
0: (laughs) I just, I love though that I met him once because when I was working at Squarespace, we brought him in for a thing and he like talked to us and then, uh, but he was wearing just like flip flops and socks and he like got a little wasted at lunch. And (laughs) that sounds
1: pretty good. (laughs) That's
0: <laughs> pretty great. It's a weird,
1: it's a weird <laughs> confluence, Linda. I, I watch a lot of YouTube, but I watch specific kinds of things on YouTube. I almost never get like pulled in by a. Thumbnail of a maybe you'll like this video that is not the specific thing I search for, but today I happen to have watched this key and peel sketch. Have you ever seen the key and peel sketch of uh living with Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, it's it's not bad. I'll, I'll send it to you. So oh, you yeah, it. please do. It's something,
0: um, but yeah, so like the theory just being that like not only is space so vast, but time also is vast. So if something else exists or has existed, like the fact that it exists at the same time as us, uh, is just so rare well Um, i
1: I think the compelling thing for me is not that it whether they coexist at the same time is rare because like once you have infinity compounded by infinity right you're back at like one right so like we have this huge vast space and huge vast time like but space is still huge and vast and so go far enough away you'll eventually find alien life right the thing that's very compelling to me is that the the theory that any intelligent life would only be at the part of its development where it would be like accessible to us by our measurement tools for a like flash, right? Like look mm-hmm. at humans, right? We invented radio waves. What? I mean, f- fuck, how long we've we been putting radio waves out into space? Like 150 years, very, very conservatively, like at most. Yeah. And we're already kind of feels like on the edge of like <laughs> nuclear Holocaust or a catastrophic yeah. climate change or like an extinction event. that's going to like fucking wipe us out. I mean, even if, we, even if the human race lasts another 300 years, right? Like, that 400 years from the entire time that, like, life was evolving on planet Earth, that was the window where we could have possibly been detectable and knowable to another, like, life form that had to be at a similar place. And what's very yeah. interesting to me is thinking about what happens in the future, right? Like, we know what happened in the past. Monkeys were not going to build radios and, uh, you know, suit things into space and try and reach other... Uh, reach other galaxies and stuff that was never going to happen but in the future the options are either that i mean so like the the vanilla conservative option is like humans figure out the climate change thing enough we continue to develop at a reasonable pace we start exploring space more and we just get smarter and better and that's how it goes i don't think that's how it's going to go personally i think either we are going to go into some sort of cataclysmic like species ending event brought on by ourselves right we're gonna mm-hmm. ruin our uh, habitat enough that we just die we're gonna have some dumb social political problem that's gonna result in nuclear war and we're all gonna die there's gonna be some huge outbreak of a virus that's facilitated by all of the meddling we're doing in science and the connected world and the and mass infrastructure and transit that's gonna kill everybody like that i think is also somewhat likely the other option is that we Accelerate our understanding of science and technology so fast that I mean there's like we can talk about the whole singularity theory if we wanted to. That's like a whole nother can of worms, but like that we get to the point where we don't even really exist in the same way in space. So for example, um one one theory of how uh distant life and that is perhaps far more advanced than us. Let's say, you know. Some galaxy far away, there was a life that happened to have developed just uh, 500 million years before we did, right? They were at our place 500 million years ago. Now, one of the most efficient things you could theoretically do if you had a much greater command of science and technology is just surround a star completely in a structure that gathered all of the energy from that star and live inside of that structure uh, this this structure has a name i forget what it is but if you Aww. did that but if you did that that would be completely undetectable to us like there could be a bunch of those out there all over the place and we're never going to pick them up on our like spectrometers on our telescopes that are looking for stars and distant galaxies and blips of light it's never going to be a thing we're going to see because it's entirely blotted out by this like superstructure uh, so wait,
0: so a superstructure so big That it holds within it a star and a planet.
1: Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you could like live on the surface of the structure around this like star, Ah. or just use it as like a generator. Basically, like you use it to gather energy, and then you just you take the energy and put it on your planet or whatever. I mean, obviously, this is this is not even charge your iPhone. This is like not even remotely viable by any understanding we have of science and technology, right? But like that's the point. Is like in theory like we had no idea. it was it would, it would have been completely batshit insane to explain to somebody you know uh in like the revolutionary war that like we will have literal instantaneous video calls with people on the other side of the planet right like right. that would have been completely out of the realm of things they would ever have even thought possible. And if you take that same leap from where we are today, maybe there's some scientific thing we can do, some invention, some whatever, that allows us to dramatically transform matter and just, like, change it uh, at very large scales and to make it do whatever we want it to do. And, you know, you, like, program some little nanobots that just, you know, fly through space and multiply themselves exponentially, and then they construct this giant superstructure or something like... it would take something that we don't know to exist right now, but that is also very compelling to me. The idea that every other alien race out there is either so advanced that they basically don't give a shit about us and are undetectable to us for a variety of reasons, or they were advanced and then wiped themselves off out of existence. And the chance that we ever within some, and like, and here's why it's most compelling is like, if we do as humanity wipe ourselves out of existence or like knock ourselves back to the stone age maybe there'll be some humans still alive but like we just destroy the entire electrical grid we like ruin all of our technology and we like society falls apart and crumbles. Mm-hmm. If we do that within the next couple hundred years our technology is not sufficiently advanced enough for us to have a chance of contacting very distant star systems, right? Like right. there's you imagine a little bubble around the earth of like how much we can realistically contact and as time goes on and technology gets better that bubble widens but then that bubble might just pop before it ever gets big enough to overlap with all of the other bubbles that are out there of all of the other uh, various like intelligent life that are like popping up in other places so it might just be that these bubbles just keep growing and popping and growing and popping and you're never going to overlap with them because space is yeah. too big space is too big and intelligent life is naturally not sustainable. It's not smart enough to sustain itself on the scale of space. It just naturally is going to destroy itself.
0: Wow.
1: Anyway, that's why mm. I like thinking about. i sorry. I'm sorry, clap, clap, I'm sorry clap, to have clap. blabbed so much.
0: No, I'm like, I'm just. Oh, I was like sinking deeper into the tub, like staring at the ceiling and imagining all these like bubbles popping on the. Side. <laughs> oh. Um yeah i also think I, I mean, if
1: aliens are do exist they might be just so smart that they're just like already here and we don't we would never have any chance of like knowing <laughs> they're just they're just like yeah. so much smarter and like and the, the way i can explain that is like uh again like the jump in world in like perspective and like worldview between very intelligent and much less intelligent life forms like does an ant even perceive a human? Does it like have any idea right. of what we are or what we're doing? And like if you have an ant farm in a scientific lab, does it do they know they're in a scientific lab versus like the wild? Like, does an ant have any of that? I kinda don't think they do. I kinda think they have no perception of like the world as we understand it. And I think yeah. it's entirely possible that there's some very intelligent race of life that is just so much smarter and so much more evolved than us that they're like, yeah they they're on this plane that we can't even access. We don't have any the ability to understand.
0: Yeah. And human beings are I think this is one of the biggest flaws of our race in general is just that we are um arrogant, that that we just think that like where we are and everything that we currently have and like how intelligent we are, like we can't really expand our minds greater than that. Um, are outside of that and we also think that like this planet was made for us and like we're the only life here and if there is life out there then it's like looking for us and <laughs> right it's, it's very like of course it be looking
1: for us we're great and super sexy
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah when i was listening to the podcast of that, that dude did it it was um he kept using this metaphor that like, right now, if you were to go back in time and um, to, like, the 1600s and give them, like, a nuclear reactor or even, like, a smartphone, um, like, they would just look at it like it was this, like, big, weird, magical thing. And uh, Dude, uh, a iPhone begin... would have
1: been pure magic to somebody in the early 80s. Like, you don't have to go that yeah, far back. Yeah, It would exactly. have been like, what the fuck is this? Like, that yeah, was an era. We didn't even have to... flat screens. All the screens were these big, giant, like, humming CRTs. That one alone would have been magic.
0: Exactly. And so to ask them to, like, rebuild and understand that technology back then is an impossible task. So if there is, like, alien technology, it could be around and we just don't even know it. Um, but I don't know. This is one of the crackpot theories that it could be here and we just, like, can't even see it or perceive it or understand it because we're just, like, a bunch of dumb monkeys. Like, we are the ants, you know? Yeah.
1: There is – Um, I have – Two recommendations for you, Linda. Uh and you can take them or leave them. You can do whatever you want. Uh the first is similar in a similar podcast. This is a very different vibe. There's a podcast I listen to occasionally called Garbage Brain University. You may be familiar with uh the one of the co-hosts' named Drew Toothpaste. He makes uh Web comics. You might know the, the Drew Toothpaste web comic. Okay. okay. Um, anyway, it's him and his wife. And it's just a very nice podcast where they like talk about, they're both like deep, deep, deep nerds and they just talk about stuff they found on the internet and like you know, enlighten each other. They have a very good episode, I think, on like extraterrestrial life where they started researching this topic because they were like, let's make an episode about aliens and whether or not they're here. And they started researching it, and they're like big nerds. And they started with like a heavy dose of skepticism of like, yeah, there's no way aliens are here. So let's like find all these crackpot theories and then just prove them on our podcast. And they, after reading it all, were like, 100% aliens are definitely here. No question. <laughs> like, we really? are we are totally sold on it. And it's a very, they have a very fun, like, energy dynamic too. So I can, I'll recommend that episode of a podcast. And then okay, cool. if you want a very, like optimistic maybe you'd call it arrogant a very like uh, optimistic take on the potential for humanity and like what we could theoretically achieve there which which is where i got some of this like uh ideas of like how transforming matter and stuff could theoretically be possible in ways that we are like completely unfamiliar with right now there is a book that I, i can't recommend the whole book but there are choice chapters that are good and you will know immediately when you start reading the chapter called the beginning of infinity which okay. uh, is a really good book. Uh, I'm, I, can, I can actually. I'll mail, I'll mail you a copy. I have your address. I'm going to send oh you a copy God. of the book in the
0: mail. That would make me so happy.
1: Uh, and then, yeah, you can poke around, jump around from chapter to chapter. This like this. The guy that wrote it is a you know a theoretical astrophysicist. Uh, and, hold on one sec. My wife is calling me. She never calls me. Oh. Hello. I don't think so. Do they not have any?
0: Groceries.
1: Oh, they don't don't have a cheesemonger there?
0: (laughs) This is the bougiest interruption to the show.
1: It is Swiss, so that's the section you should be looking in. All right, great! You found it. At least, yeah, less than two pounds, but more than one pound. Hey, <laughs> hey, guess what? You're on, uh, you're on the podcast right now, and uh, Linda's in the tub, also on the podcast. I mean, no Hello. one, can, no one, no one can hear you talking, but uh, they can hear me talking to you. You called, you never call, so I thought that could be a disaster, but it turns out it was Get just that a cheese cheese. disaster. I mean.
0: Cheese is important.
1: Of a of a second cheese, no, just get request. All right, bye bye. I love you. Sorry, Linda.
0: Hey, it's okay. That was a fun interruption. <laughs> what do you got? What do you need so much cheese this for? This is a
1: very professional podcast um for yeah. for eating we like to eat cheese it's tasty
0: oh okay so it's not like you have like a big dinner coming up and you gotta get the right cheese for it
1: we're having our uh, our neighbors over tomorrow for a birthday dinner for our neighbor whose birthday party fine. i missed so and his favorite dish is apparently raclette which i could take or leave but i will make for him so there you go what
0: a good friend you are
1: i do my best um, um how much time you got in your tub linda you want to you want to call this episode here or should we uh should we dive into one of our other topics
0: Let's dive into another topic.
1: Did you do your homework? What was my homework? doesn't sound like you did if you don't even know what it was.
0: <laughs> Wait, what was it? Did
1: you watch Bo Burnham's Inside?
0: Oh, fuck. I did not. I did ah. my homework.
1: I watched multiple episodes of Dave, so...
0: Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Let's talk about Dave. What I'm are you? the good boy. <laughs> Tell me... Tell me what you thought about Dave, because I described it to you, and you were like, based on the description, I hate it. And I was like, there's no way to even make it sound good, and yet it is somehow good. So tell me, after watching some, how do you feel? Well,
1: first of all, I got to say, what's what's the name of that rapper? Is it Lil Dicky? Is that his name? Lil Dicky, yep. So I was familiar with his work, and so I saw him, and I was like, oh, this is Lil Dicky. Like, I I know this person. And he is an interesting character in that his whole interaction with the rap world has always been somewhat self-aware. In the same way his character in the show, Dave is self-aware, right? Like he's trying to be ironic. I think it's like a defense mechanism. He's being ironic because he knows that he doesn't fit in this culture and can't just unironically adopt it because it would be incredibly cringeworthy. Right. I think the show is fine. You said it was like brilliant and it kind of made you mad at how brilliant it was. Like, of course it's so great and funny.
0: Well, I and think I'm specifically talking about the second season. Like, So people Ugh. have been raving about the last few episodes of the second season specifically.
1: Okay, well, you had to be more specific with my homework. I started uh, S1E1, and I think it's fine. If I'm supposed to get to the second season, maybe I'll make it through. No, but I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. Like, I think you'll get a good enough taste of it. Don't watch a bunch of TV you don't like. Uh, but if you're already on the journey, I mean, who knows? Maybe we can catch up together and watch it at the same time. I think
1: I, I think I said when we last talked I could find a way to hate it, and I I don't hate it. It's fine, but I definitely like I do not expect. Well, what I saw was not like oh this is an incredible show. I'm going to be returning to this. It was like right. yeah this is whatever. Like it's a fine enough thing. Okay. That's not a very exciting thing to say about it. I don't have like a like a grand unified theory of dates. No, but
0: that is exciting to me because you weren't like. Fuck this. This is the worst. I am cringing to death. And I hate it. And I think you proved some of my point, which is that all these things shouldn't work and yet somehow they do.
1: Well, I think part of the reason it it works is that uh, if it were literally anybody else playing Dave, like Lil Dick, he's, he he's a very talented rapper. He The guy can rap. Like, there's no doubting that. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, and his whole shtick has been this ironic self-aware thing. And so... Like, I, when you said the show, I had imagined they, like, you know, cast some white actor as a rapper. I guess it could have been oh. Eminem, too. It could, could have been Marshall Mathers. If that was the other person it could have been, and it wouldn't have been totally cringeworthy. But, right. Um, I did think it was... A, the the part that got the biggest laugh out of me was when uh, Macklemore actually showed up in uh, Season 1, Season season 1, Episode 2, <laughs> yeah. to, to the uh, to the Kid Who Died's memorial service that, oh,
0: yeah. for some
1: reason, Dave was going to rap at, and then Macklemore showed up.
0: Yeah. That was pretty exactly. good. I liked it.
1: Macklemore had a little bit of a, a little bit of a sense of humor, even though I don't like the man. I don't like his music.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he has a lot of celebrity cameos and he's got some, like, Kardashians in there and, I don't know. He's a he's a popular dude. Yeah. I guess.
1: Um, so, is season two currently being released? Is that why it's, like, in the zeitgeist right now?
0: Uh, Yeah, like, a couple of weeks ago when I first mentioned it to you. Um, okay. Yes. And, and I had a friend who was, like, a writer, um, and writes TV shows and stuff. Uh, Talked to me about how mad he was about how good it is. I, I was curious
1: to know where you were getting this idea that everyone was raving about it. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean you see people on Twitter raving about it? Because I don't feel like yeah, you're yeah, on yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah, that yeah. much. Do you read Twitter still?
0: Well, uh, yeah, sometimes. And so it was like a few of Mark's friends were he, like, he Mark kept asking me, like, can we watch Dave? Because all my like all his friends were texting him, like, hey, it's uh, so good, can okay, you watch it? Or like his group at work. Uh, it was like slacking about it, and then uh, yeah, and then like another random friend was like, the writer friend was like, "Oh my god, I'm so mad about how good it is." So yeah, it, it had a moment I think when the last few episodes came on where people were like, "Ah, it's so good."
1: I'll have to check those episodes out. I, mean, I, I might just I might just cheat and skip to them. I mean, it just skip to the end. It doesn't Why seem not? like a show where there's going to be a huge amount of important narrative arcs.
0: Yeah, you don't owe the show anything.
1: I'm just such a completionist, though, Linda.
0: <laughs> well, I'll watch the Bo Burnhams because I uh, didn't, and you I don't could, have to. You can, so. you can be
1: the you can be the bad girl of the podcast and uh, and shirk on your homework. That's fine.
0: I mean, that would be on brand. I, it, brand. If, oh, if I had to choose
1: brand. between you watching Inside or listening to the Alien podcast, ooh, that's actually a really hard choice. <laughs> hmm.
0: You went into that so confidently.
1: I, I I think I was going to say the podcast, but, you know, the podcast is more... It's easier to communicate what the podcast is. Like, my description of it to you is basically what it is. I mean, it's still fun and fun, funny to listen to, but it's hard to describe really what insight is until you see it. All right. Also, I think I'll that... I think you watching inside will make for a more interesting podcast discussion because I think a lot more people have seen that than have heard that one episode of that (laughs) medium popular podcast, Garbage Brain University.
0: All right. Well, let's do a more regular, regularly scheduled recordings for the next four weeks. Can you do that? or Are you going to go out of town and stuff?
1: I can do that. No, I'm I'm sorry. I I bailed on one recording last week. I'm very sorry.
0: No, don't be sorry. I just don't remember because I've been out of town so much. We didn't even talk about it. I went to L.A. for a day. I went to San Diego. I so, went to I think, Atlanta. I think we
1: did talk about a lot of these trips on the last episode.
0: Okay, cool. Never mind. But I, <laughs> I went to them since then. Also, if
1: you are a dedicated listener to this show and you remember us talking about that picture of the little white girl dressed up like a geisha and all the various layers of dunking <laughs> and uh, you know social commentary on it, please write in so I feel like I'm not going insane. Mail at dot, C dot, com. dot .com, right? We have earthtolinda.com. O M. Well, my other my other podcasts are all .dot co, but this one is a .dot com because uh, it turns out nobody wanted the domain Earth to Linda. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Let me double check.
0: Oh Earth yeah, we, we got that
1: .dot com baby.
0: Yeah,
1: that's right. You know it. You know my around. mom
0: almost called me Barbara.
1: We did talk about this, and uh, oh, I'm weird. so glad that she didn't.
0: Earth to Barb.
1: Earth to Barbara. <laughs> hey
0: Barbara. I mean, I probably would have owned the shit out of it, if we're being honest.
1: You, you know, you have a lot of charisma, <laughs> Linda. You can kind of make anything work in my experience. So somehow it's I think fun. you would have also made it work.
0: You're the best. I tried. I try so hard,
1: but also that's just the truth.
0: So sweet. So good to me. How do you get out of the tub now?
1: Yeah, you've been in there for like, a solid like uh, 45, 50
0: minutes. Lukewarm seeing my skin cells floating around. It's kind of gross. Mm,
1: lukewarm Raisin. <laughs> <laughs> Dispatches <laughs> from a lukewarm raisin. That's gonna be my <laughs> podcast title this time.
0: That's the title. Beep beep title. Alright, buddy. I love you. Have a I good I love week. you
1: too, Linda. Have a good week.
0: Bye. Bye.